Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wonky Cast. On this week's show we have an interview that we recorded at the recent MCM London Comic Con uh, with the original cast of Being Human. So uh, the shirtless lawnmower himself, Aidan Turner, Russell Tovey and Lenora Critchlow talking about their time on the show. Uh, just before we get to that, just to say if you want to catch up with us, we're going to be kicking around a few conventions over the summer and towards the end of the year. We're going to be at Weekend at the Asylum in Lincoln for the Steampunk Festival there at the August Bank Holiday weekend uh, then in October we'll be back to MCM once again uh, and we've got a few other cons that we're kicking around at over the, the next few months so uh, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube and all of that for the stuff that we've got going on uh, and until then enjoy the interview Russell, yes. I was just wondering, obviously you were in the series with these two fine actors here, Yeah. but initially you did the pilot with two other people. Yeah. I was just wondering, were you nervous about recreating the chemistry that you had in the pilot? Uh, yeah, it was a mixture. I was excited to come back and I was sad they weren't coming back, uh, so it felt like it was going to be a whole new beast, because you went into the pilot and it was going to be something and it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then at the read-through sat down with these guys, I was like, oh well, there we go, it's locked into something else. and. You sort of know who your character is by the way that you instinctively work with other actors. And uh, I knew who my George was with Andrew and Guy, and then suddenly with these guys, I was like, that's who George is. So it just felt right, and it felt like the kind of perfect storm when we all came together in that first read through. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, guys. He was yeah. like our welcoming anchor. Anchor. <laughs> So season one of uh, Being Human is still one of the most popular shows on iPlayer. What do you think it was about your guys' tenure on the show that's been so lastingly like, attractive to the fans? It's, I think it's always hard to, to pinpoint what makes the show work so well. I mean, I think the premise is, is quite original and different, um, and the writing's just really, really strong. Mixed with, you know, half decent acting and, and um, some good, you know, subplots and, and all the rest of it. And it shot so well, we had a good crew, we just, ev everything just gelled on our show. Everybody was happy offset. Mm. I mean, I've had, um, I've worked on a few jobs since and it's, it's generally all pretty upbeat and great too. But you do have days, we just didn't have them on that set. You walk off and everyone's just in great form. And I think it just fed us with this nice energy and kept this, this unit together and kept us strong. I guess that shows on, on, the, on the show when you watch it now. We definitely felt it. I think it's the chemistry. Yeah, I mean, like uh, as Aidan said, like you go off and you do other shows and stuff, and you realise just how unique a time uh, being human was, or mm. unique a job. And I think it, it, the job and the um, the people and the scripts and everything, but also timing-wise for all of us individually as actors coming up, you, you can't ever be back in that position again. You can't sort of um, recreate that. It's a bit like, for me, I didn't go to university and I feel like this is my university experience. <laughs> and no matter how much your brilliant your life is and your career is after you leave university, that those bonds and those experiences you have at that time in your life, that's so life. yeah, yeah school, so yeah. significant. But it did, it felt a bit like, you know, school was out when we were mm -hmm. off, we were sort of away Parties from home and um, living in digs together and, it was a very unique, special time, I think, for me anyway, personally, let alone 
professionally. But I think it reads. I think I think you can see that on camera. I feel like I think the show kind of exceeds what it its kind of parameters of being part of sci-fi and supernatural is that a sci-fi fans are the best and they're mm. so loyal and they commit to it and they will watch things over and over and over again to gain more knowledge and information from all the little intricacies of it. But then this show kind of went beyond that and people responded to it because of the relationships in it and the emotions and they could see the metaphors and three people kind of struggling to be human to kind of live in the world and what it is to live in the world with issues, you know, and that's, I think that's why it's been one of them shows that gets rediscovered and hopefully for years on. Do you think that the medium of sci-fi helped to bring out the more human issues that people experience on, on a day-to-day -day basis? So using that to, to that draw out. Yeah, to, well I think that's what Toby's, mm -hmm. Toby originally wrote the show about someone with rage, someone who's agoraphobic and painfully shy and someone who maybe had addiction, addiction yeah. issues and that, that they, he couldn't access it and suddenly he was like, put <laughs> he first came to the werewolf and then the rest and the rest has done its place and I think as soon as mm. he got to that it came alive but it's rooted in True human kind of foibles. Best that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were the um, like most human like sides of the characters? Do you think that the other characters had, and on the flip side, the most monstrous sides of them as well? They're you know they're trying so hard to be human. Mm. I think what I mean the obvious things are trying to be human werewolf, trying to be human vampire. But you didn't seem to have any darkness in you. And when, when Annie tried to kind of muster up her poltergeist abilities, it was mm. still always kind of half-hearted because she mm. didn't want to hurt anyone. Mm. So out of the border characters, Annie was definitely the nicest. She didn't change. She didn't have like a darkness she had to overcome. She was the innocent, really. She was, but I would say her, you know, the thing that she struggled with was being um, seen. And, and I know, I think it was probably more in season two, where her her visibility was so sort of dependent on other people's approval, and then the whole thread, the story thread um, of she would disappear without these two, mm. it, you know, it sort of leaned into her codependency and that need to be seen and valued by external. And I think that was her in a conflict: is is feeling valuable just by herself and being able to. Um, find that strength, which I think by the end she has, and it's interesting she's the last one to leave because she did exist by herself eventually. Um, and as much as the home and the boys were her her rock by the end, she didn't need them to exist, which I think was probably her parallel with with the human trait of codependency. <laughs> yeah. What were the standout story arcs from? the time that you had on the show, like in looking back, what stories do you really remember the most like connecting to for each of your characters? I think for Mitchell, when Mitchell started to uh, started to rise the ranks of, of some of the other vampires, hang out with them more and get a sense of what was going on and when he was um, he set himself up in this in this garage and, and it was a time when Herrick thought he was uh, he was really coming into his own and it was a way that Mitchell was really understanding what was going on. Um, that, and that, I think that was one of the first storylines that really brought Mitchell out of the house and separated Mitchell from 
from his two flatmates. He became when he went on to Box Tunnel Twenty. That's we right. Were, that's we were right. Losing Mitchell. That's right. And then there was all this stuff on the news, and it was horrific. Yeah. And when it dawns on us that that that's was right. our friend, that's right. Had yeah. committed that mm -hmm. atrocious crime. Mm -hmm. It just suddenly felt like there was a stranger, like in the house. Yeah. Right. I think it was threatening. Such and a it was scary. Point. And that as an arc was such a that was season three. That, that was, was huge, such a lovely mm -hmm. kind of thing to play. Mm. A vampire and a werewolf and a ghost all living in the same house together is a pretty scary situation. Have any of your real life housing arrangements ever been half as scary? Well, we, I mean, we didn't live together um, per se, but we lived like I don't think in it little. Just means just us. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. but in general speaking. Um, <laughs> I've not, I mean, I've been pretty lucky in that I've. I'm sure I've been kicked out and have kicked people out in the past. Um, I, I, I tend to live alone these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To Russell, any horrifying roommates? Or <laughs> I had a woman turn up and was on my couch when I woke up one morning a little while back. She was asleep and she stayed for two nights and I didn't know who she was. <laughs> and she, a friend had a spare key and I, apparently I've been told that I don't know but she'd been let in. Yeah. And she helped herself to all my food. <laughs> came back one day, there were cigarette butts in the she'd been smoking doors and she was asleep on my bed. Wow. And she was Italian. She's like, I can't leave the house. I want to leave but I feel hi, I feel sick. I said, what have you eaten? She's eating Doritos. <laughs> she just ate Doritos, Doritos, and then she left one day. She but you were Doritos. Chips. She left. I had a few packets. Of gone, gone, gone. Then she left like this pashmina behind with like frayed ends, and that was it. I put it all on Twitter. Couch show it was. That was that was just bizarre. We just like. It's very, very odd. Yeah. Wow. You, know, you know, you just wake up in the morning, you're like, what the? <laughs> no, no one knows what that is. That's literally quite a unique yeah, experience. Well, you know, when you wake up and there's a strange woman on your couch. No, yeah, that's every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. Never. Never happened to me either. How do you, how do you think you uh, developed as actors um, through the series? Better, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, we got more. That to me was training. I mean, like, certainly, I mean, because the beautiful thing about being human is you're making people laugh, cry, there's adventure stuff, there's occasionally you have to try and do something that resembles an action sequence. And um, we got to play so much. It's not a straight comedy, and it certainly didn't feel like... And also the very domestic scenes, which I personally love, um, but keeping that kind of... Um, naturalism. Naturalism. And also, I, I think it was again something I took for granted at the time a real character driven piece yeah. like all the scenes were only uh, when you fall in love with um, characters I think they can take you anywhere mm -hmm. um, and so I think for me being human was the first time I ever really got to really flesh out and live a character and kind of feel like I knew Annie mannerisms I knew Annie, how Annie would react to certain things and, um, and as an actor you, particularly with TV very rarely have time to invest in that and then and then time to play it out um so for me i think being human grew me as an actor um really did i i, I and spoiled me a little bit yeah i mean me too i mean just showing up every day and and, and living on on the set i mean you can't not learn a bunch of really important lessons as an actor you know you're just you're there all the time it's one of my first jobs and and just seeing just having a clapperboard come up and just turning over yeah. a lot putting a lot of hours down was just 
invaluable for me, you know. Um, and gave me a lot of confidence, really. Is yeah. it your first job? Kind of one of the very first ones, yeah, yeah. We yeah. made him. <laughs> <laughs> we like to all take credit for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe what? <laughs> A vampire. <laughs> so, Aidan, did your theatre background help at all for your performance? Yeah, very much. I mean, I, I'd done maybe five or six years of, of just theatre um, prior to, to being human. Um, so, this was kind of, kind of the only experience I had on, on camera. But, yeah, I mean, it's. Again, invaluable being on being on stage, but but doesn't equate in the same way, you know, sitting down to with, with these guys and try and make it talking about whatever we would talk about and to make it as natural as possible and and it's not um it's not something you necessarily pick up in in uh, in drama school. You just you just have to be there and just connect and be aware and just just respond to the other actor and listen and that kind of thing. So they were um yeah all those important lessons. Thank you. Uh, the show had a lot of uh, memorable guest stars uh, during its tenure. Um, you mentioned earlier you'd want to be Kirby. Uh, oh, Kirby! Kirby. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, characters like that really stick out. Were there yeah. ones like that you had that you just thought, I want you to come back more, or like you're really glad you got to explore those areas? Um, so many. I think. I think. Probably for me, one of the loveliest things that kept coming back is that our guest stars enjoyed their experience on the show. And well, they were fa- a lot of people were fans, fans of, of the, the show, show yeah. and then they were on it, and that's the best feeling. The best feeling to attract the cal- that kind of yeah, caliber, because totally. um, I think. Robson Green was like the biggest, oh, yeah. biggest fan of being that's human. He petitioned for himself to be in it. That's and then he was in it. And so he was like, every day he was like... It's, it, I mean, it really uh, really touched us because I think we we feel so close to the show, but, but no one, I don't even think, even up to the producer level, felt possessive over the show. It felt like a real... Um, a, a thing that people were invited into and invited to feel part of. So um, all our guest stars, I think, brought so something so special. And I think all of us were very, which is, again, something in hindsight I can take for granted. We, were, we kind of came to the show so young and sort of humble that we felt we were lucky to have them on our show. Yes. And so there was, and so of your own, there was an ego bolstering around, which made the no, whole we thing... No, it wasn't cliquey. It wasn't cliquey or, or kind of... We felt particularly we were like, who's playing giddy. this? Who's playing this? Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, really? Yeah. yeah, and so excited to have the fresh energy come in and welcome them in and learn from them. Like, from them, like I think that atmosphere is very rare. Um, particularly, I think, as you get a bit older, people get... It, 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 you feel like if you go on someone else's show, you're in someone else's house. It just didn't feel like that on Being Human. So I think all our guest stars would be more than welcome to come back, but really enjoyed their time. And, and, and I think, again, a, a, a credit to Toby is he would be very careful with even our guest stars. No one just felt plonked in and plonked out. They had their own story that they could see through to the end. And um, for most of them, I think they were pretty happy with their, the, the journey that their, their, their characters took, which is very satisfying as an actor to feel like, no, I've told my little thread and I'm, I'm good to go. Um, and I felt like that was true of my, my arc with Annie even. So, and then it's, it's bittersweet. You, you're ready to leave, but it's sad to leave. Which of you was the catalyst for the most outtakes? By <laughs> 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 far. By <laughs> far. Was constantly professional. <laughs> On your, your close up. And then <laughs> they would turn around. And, and Russell, Russell is probably hands down the funniest but I, I don't laugh the way I laugh when I'm with Russell with anyone else he is so funny which is a treat and it was like a 
pain. <laughs> yeah, make us laugh. Do something yeah. funny. Um, no, but like giddy, the giggles was the biggest. Like it was all that was the worst thing for outtakes. I think was just. Uh, yeah. Well, you can, you don't corpse much though. You can keep I'm a straight so face. Good. That's the thing. I'm so good, but Russell a handful of times got me. Yeah, but mean, otherwise, I'm very good. You'll, you, you'll, you'll see you'll scenes where, where I'm clearly supposed to be. Mitchell's supposed to be looking at George because he's speaking to him or whatever. I just can't do it. I would have to look another way. I mean, constantly just looking at my feet whenever I couldn't look at Russell. Yeah, there was a few. Uh, another day where we had to look at the back of the head all day. But. A, some of the crew were actually crying <laughs> and they had to leave and they'd put tennis balls up for us or something, didn't they? <laughs> look well, this is, I remember the scene where I'm on Mitchell's lap pretending to be a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and Nina walk in, you and Sinead walk in. And we all have to have this standoff where we all look at each other awkward. And <laughs> it just did not happen. I mean, hours were going past and we yeah. couldn't get the scene because we just couldn't stop laughing. And to the point where everyone was laughing. Yeah. And it just, it just was it cost, impossible. Cost the BBC a bit of money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. But his bad. Because it was your, I don't know what it was, your, you were the catalyst of that. Ah, yeah. the good old days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, to laugh. Sorry, Sorry. Has it made you have more of an attraction to genre media, like seeking out other fantasy, sci-fi? acting jobs. Yeah, totally. I mean, just yeah. for like the fan base. I mean, I said it earlier, but the fan base, but just doing things like this all the time and sci-fi fans and that supernatural level, there's a huge loyal group of people which are just incredible and loving. And everybody we've met today so far, we just sit there going like, everybody's so, so nice. nice. <laughs> everybody's so nice and happy to be here. It's a very and happy medium, isn't mm. it? That people really geek off about and embrace and that's mm -hmm. the nicest thing to be a part of that world to always now have that mm -hmm. you know because like we've done Doctor Who and mm. things like that that's like something that's going to be with you forever and will always be people that you know remember you for that and that's great and I think it's a really interesting and creative way to get into <coughs> some very deep subjects of, of the human condition of um, p politics and social justice like there's there's a lot of heavy things that sci-fi tackles in in the most entertaining and accessible way. Um, so I I'm a big I'm like whatever gets people talking or thinking about yeah. um, the world that we live in in a different way and engages people is all right by me. Um, and like I say that the, the, the actual things that some of being us as characters got to deal with in such a fun way I think is really cool. It's really really cool. So. Yeah, open my eyes to that for sure. Do you think you related to your characters at all, like you're on a personal level? Yeah, man. <laughs> I think you kind of have to. I mean, it's. I think it's impossible not to. I don't know how you play a character, and uh, it is. It's a really good question. I mean, you, you sometimes get asked it, and I don't know how you, how you don't um, get involved emotionally. I mean, you, you you have to think about it. You have to make those those uh, correlations and those those connections all the time and then before you know what you're so far in it's, it's sometimes hard to decipher um, you know which bit is you and which bit is the character and how much you've given to it and how much you've been influenced by the writing or mm. inspired by, by uh, different sources but um, yeah I would I would I would think I probably, probably gave a lot to it yeah yeah every emotion you put in that character through you have to kind of instinctively pull from somewhere in you mm. so definitely and as, as the writing went on they kind of lean towards us 
know they knew our voices, they knew our mannerisms, our kind of rhythms, and that's definitely you're definitely you put yourself more into that. But I think you know as long as you're you love is that fun? Yeah. As long as you uh, love your job, you commit like completely to it. Don't you? And then going back to the thing of the the the, the, the relationship that all the three of us have. Um, is it right now? Um, I think. Yeah, well, in a minute. About to get deep. Um, so, uh, but, but the trust that was there between us. I mean, like for four years, very um, informative four years of of our lives personally. I think we got a chance to bring that to set all of us. So as you go through loss and love and family stuff and friendships and stuff, we got to play it all out um, on set. And because we do have such a chemistry and trust with each other and friendship, it was a really safe place to bring all of that stuff. So even, I think all of us do relate to our characters, but even more so because we got to return as our lives naturally progressed and we did other things. We got to come back and play it out and come back and play it out. And I, to me, that's just proper turn on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to sort it's fine. Whoever's that is, good. Yeah, we're working on it and it's good. No worries there. Yeah, safe. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it safe. Make it safe. <laughs> <coughs> Russell, obviously last year you were in Banished. Yeah. Which has also got a pretty big fandom online. Yeah. Um, and have you seen the campaign to have it brought back? And do you yeah, think that is something stuff, that could happen yeah. in a world where Ripper Street came back? I'd, I'd love it. I mean, I think we're overshadowed by. Uh, another costume drama of the same period uh, in the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, I'm glad we're friends because if we were, I would probably. Yeah, I mean, that was an, ex- an incredible job. That was an expensive show. You're taking everyone out to Australia for like five months. And I feel like it would have been brilliant to do it again. Yeah, I'm quite Hopefully another channel will do it, but I don't know if like, time is the window for that opportunity has passed. Ripper Street happened quite soon after, you know, so maybe one day. But I'm really happy that Paul Dark's been a huge phenomenal Thanks, success. Thanks, I'm really, really thrilled about that. Thanks, so, mate. Cheers. That's good. Thank you. So speaking about Paul Dark, what can we expect? for the next series? Um, what can you expect? Well, it, 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 we pick it up exactly where we left off. From the last year, so it's it's a time when uh, you know uh, Ross and and um, Demels have just lost a child. His company is is, is down the pan. They're broke, um, and he's being arrested for. Um, uh, he looks like he's gone to prison. Uh, so it's it's a sad state of affairs to kick off the series. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's a cheery beginning. Um, yeah, there's just so much story in it, and all the characters have a massive arc in the next series. Um, I think we're. I think we're ten episodes next year. Have you um, got a massive arc? Yeah, huge. <laughs> Are you that's, in that's it? That's what people say. I'm in it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of them. Oh, all of the episodes. Well I made you. all of them. Thank you so much. Done all right. I made all the deleted scenes. Everything. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's it's going to be huge this year. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it was it was big the first year, but with with all the support and and um, and the fan base that we've accumulated, it's uh, it's it's going to be a big one next year. Um, he's been, uh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say. Oh, all right. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Do you find it very different filming um, the period stuff as opposed to, say, the sci-fi being human? Um, I don't know, difficult. I mean, it is very different. different. Yeah, different. Oh, different. Sorry, yeah, it's it's difficult. difficult. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's another world, <laughs> quite, quite literally, actually, for, for um, Which do you prefer? Characters. Which do I prefer? 
Um, they're so different. It's it's hard to it's hard to call it. Um, they're so very very it's difficult. Isn't it? yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not easy. But oh, when it. we're sat right here, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's a really hard call to, to right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. I have a I ride a horse in the other show, so I get to hang out with a horse all day. Horse is great. Do you ever have any issues dealing with horses on set? Uh, yeah. I love a horse. Oh, I love horses. Um, and then you just love no, horses. Horse. Saddle up and just ride away. There's nothing. There's not much to it, really. He does love a horse. Not really. Uh, yeah. No, the gods, they're well behaved. Are they? Yeah, they yeah. They train them up good. They train them up good, and I'm a pretty decent jockey, so yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you ever do it? Did you give a shot and banish? Oh, you didn't have horses banished? We didn't, know. We had uh, uh, yeah. kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> they're tough. They're tough to ride, but you, you kind of hold on yeah, to yeah, them. There's a knack. You yeah. hand in there. That's right. So, yeah. Riding kangaroos. There's never going to be a second series, mate. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you no. oh, sorry. Oh, do you ever, like, binge watch your own shows? Oh, whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be too no. much for me. <laughs> No. Oh God, no! no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you fought a sugar rush? Then? Oh gosh! Uh, YouTube uh, this morning. Yeah, <laughs> that I have on loop. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. But I did not too long ago see um, Sarah Stewart and Olivia. Um, we had a little reunion on my birthday. They came down, which uh, was so lovely because I haven't seen them in years. So, it, I mean, it's one of those things, I think, being in this industry, you have such an intense time together, that yeah. even if time passes, once you've been on a show, once you see each other again, there's just somewhere really nice to return to. Um, but I haven't watched it in a while. <laughs> so someone came up with a picture today, oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, wow. when I pretty? And I was like, <laughs> sort of reminiscing. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Russell, obviously, yes. another big sci-fi show you were in way back when was Doctor Who. Yeah. And for a while there were some rumours that you could even play the Doctor. Would any of you like to be in that show in the future, possibly as the main role? He's doing a very good job, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I would sign that petition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be all for that. I'd sign that petition. You could be my Doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Yeah. <laughs> Russell Tovey. Yeah, he'd smash it. He'd kill it. He'd kill it. They'd be very lucky to have him. Mm -hmm. There we go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenora, this year you're going to be joining the, the cast of Suspects. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Which I've heard improvises. Yes. A lot of its dialogue. So, yeah. have you prepared right. yourself for that and how how well do you rate your improv skills? Our improv skills are a gangster, 100%. <laughs> um, off the she chart. She does go into a different accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Suspects was a real trip to film. Um, I've been in the States and it was my first job back here. And it was just so important for my little acting soul because it was suddenly back to basics. Um, no hair and makeup, practically. Um, basically, a couple of minutes just and then. Just Yeah. <laughs> and massive lighting. Um, You're right. Yeah, um, but it was like back to basics, strip, strip back, everything. We had a, a two camera people that shoot documentaries, long lensy. We had a couple of takes of each scene, if that two days an episode as opposed to two weeks mm. and just acting it was just thinking on your feet being really engaged you have to know your facts and is there a script When's it there's a script but it's loose um it's end of this year it's coming on they don't have this it this year mm, towards the end have you got a copy can we watch it yeah mm. we can watch it okay, yeah. great. 
Um, but it and I and I have seen it and I thought it was fantastic. I mean, about yourself? Do you write yourself? Yeah, yeah. I was really good in it. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're in, good. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. To be honest with you, watching it now, I'm like, <gasps> like I I learned a lot. You have to really learn on your feet. Damien's in it, um, who became um, part of the team of Being Human, Damien Maloney, and he's been on Suspects from the off um, as as Claire as as well and those two are brilliant at it and as much as I think I feel confident with the improv stuff it's a whole new beast filming that fast and just knowing how much you can bring to it and where those little um, details will fall in the edit and stuff like that I mean I, if I did it again I think I could do a much better job but I you really have to sort of learn on your feet it was so fast um, the whole thing was done in a couple of weeks and so I learned a lot, and, and watching it back, I do see where there's room for improvement for sure. But it, I loved it. I thought it was such a cool experience, um, and I think it does give the show something very, very unique. So I'm excited to have that come out. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. 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 Great fucking guns!